Oh, we are back. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another installment, another episode. Yes, Bubba Bob in here. Come on, one more time, one more time. We are in here. What's going on? Welcome, everybody, to another edition, another installment, another episode of the Black Men Win Podcast, our Black Women Win Series. And, of course, we have another dynamic. I'm just loving. This might just be three. This might be five for five after I get done with this series. You understand what I'm saying? This just might be five for five. This might be my best series that I've probably come up with, period. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying because the, 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 the interviews that I have had so far and the interview that I'm about to have now, so dynamic. We have another incredible dynamic woman that we are about to interview. And per first question, of course, because, again, I'll be ready to introduce them, you feel me, off the, off the cuff. But we're going to, per first question, let our guest interview herself to the people. All right, I'm Dr. Jakia Marie. That that's all. <laughs> that's it. Uh uh-uh. that's it. Oh. That's it. She gonna leave it open like that. <laughs> first of all, first of all, the doc I think the doctor was enough. Let's 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 keep that a bean. Like that's why I just stopped. Like that's, what that's else it. Is that's it. First of all, <laughs> I've how long have I known you, Jay? Like Oh my god. Oh my god. You were about to graduate, I think, when I came in. And I'm not, am I not correct? To I think college? I was about to graduate. When did you start? 2012. Yes, yeah, so I was about to graduate undergrad right. when you came in. And then, because I graduated in 2013. Right. So that was my senior year. But then I was there your last two years when I was in my master's program. Right. And yep. when I tell you the level of respect and love for Jakia has been so high since since I've met her. Um, her evolution has been incredible. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Incredible. And she, I don't think I've told her this to her face or maybe through talk, but she's been one of those people that I continuously look up to, a mentor up close and from afar, um, somebody who has planted kind of the doctoral itch in me to go get my uh, doctorate degree. Um, Her level of intelligence uh, when it comes to uh, issues and surrounding any and everything, it was, it was your, your spirit and your, your unwavering, just like, I don't give a ugh, AF about nothing that y'all talking about. This is what it is, you know? And Jay has always, from what I've known her, you know, over the last 10 years plus, um, has always been that way. She's always been like a big sister uh, to me, you know, giving me good, good sound advice. You feel me? Even when a brother didn't want to take it, right? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's amazing when you find people like that in your corner to um really just you know see and and feed off of it I, I said on my last interview that I've been mentored more by black women than black men that's not a knock to my black men but it's a different type of strength that I've 
acquired through people like Jakia. So I just wanted to thank you again for coming on the show. And we want to give you your flowers. <laughs> yes, because you're dope. No, I really appreciate it. That, no, that means a lot. Because um, I, <clears throat> in a number of ways, still struggle with imposter syndrome. I don't know if that'll ever go away considering the society in which we live. Right. But just knowing that folks that, you know, I think it also means something when it's like somebody that's a peer. Yes. You know what I mean? Because yes. that's something that I really, I really care about. It's like, who did I need? And I don't have to wait for like the next generation, right? Somebody that's just a few years younger than me. I can right. be like, nah, we can go like this and go like that. Or let me tell you why I went wrong. I'm in the thick of it now. So let me tell you where I'm at. Right. So now nah, I really, really appreciate it. No, you, because you deserve it. You understand what I'm saying? I, let me, quick story, right? Jakia was one of the first people that I told I moved to New York, right? And and that's just facts. I didn't tell a lot of people that I moved. I, If you know my story, I was supposed to move to Colorado. That didn't fall through. And, and in literally two days, I was in New York City. It was crazy. And I remember telling Jakia, like, it is scary AF out here. And I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm nervous and I'm scared. And she would encourage me in the most. Can I say it during the, during those three months in Brooklyn where I like those first three months in New York, it was it was me hitting you up and us just having conversation back and forth that really just kind of kept my mind flowing. Right. That was mm-hmm. kind of part of it. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And because I, I to me, for me. I always thought I would be in New York in 2021. I never thought that it was going to come a year or two earlier in 2020, right? right? Like, God was just like, oh, no, you want to be in New York? I'm about to move you now because there was nothing for me in Grand Rapids. I accomplished everything that I needed to accomplish, and the ceiling was capped. And I was like, well, there's nothing else for me to do. I'm the best podcaster in West Michigan. I've already dubbed myself that. That's facts. I'm out of here. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've done I've mm-hmm. done my work. And it was just like, where's the next thing? And in that moment, I felt like I was doing everything, you know, at the point before moving to New York, right, in a sense. Like, I, 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 I didn't move recklessly. I was trying to talk it out with people in my camp and see what's going on and everything. And when that didn't fall through to go to Colorado, I was just like, Okay, um, uh, uh, Jesus, um, Lord, I I don't know what was going to happen. And then the next day, my best friend said, "I'm coming to get you from Grand Rapids, and we drive into New York." And that's what we did on that Friday. And it was, it was, it was, it was your words that really just continued to push me. Like, you got this. Don't stress. And if you don't know for real, I applied to like, I can say on my count on my hand like a thousand jobs. And I can get no, no, none of them, none of them. And you had, you had, I had a lot of people tell me like, yo, take your master's degree off your resume. Okay. Did that. Didn't get anything. Ah, put it back on your resume. Okay. Did that. Mm -hmm. Didn't get anything. Jay, it was when I applied to McDonald's, Wendy's. And if you remember, I used to work at Papa John's, um, during my yep. undergrad career. So I applied to Papa John's too. Do you know all three of those turned me down? Oh, wow. 
And I sunk so low. I sunk so low. Like, my girlfriend was looking like, I'm so sorry. I was like, in my mind, I'm like, it's okay. But I remember that night, I cried. I cried. I was like, there was no way. Like, what am I going to do here in New York? This is the epicenter of the pandemic. Everything, like, before inflation with this, with with everything now, like, New York was inflating already. And so... I'm sitting here like, where is everything going to come from? What's happening? And I'm not looking at the glass as half full. I'm looking at it as all empty, period. <laughs> like, it was like, right. I'm looking at this thing as, like, all empty, not understanding that really what I needed to do was put my full effort and time into this and restructure my mind into this. And, again... It was your words that set me on that path. So I just want to say thank you for that because it, it, it was very major. It was very major. Well, thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I mean, and I, I know that you were really struggling. Um, that's not easy. First of all, conditioning in general, not easy, but then under like such a cer- uncertain circumstances. Yeah. Right? Like, this wasn't the plan, and we just did a quick pivot. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It's like, damn, I did it. Okay, hold on. So <laughs> I already know, like that's difficult, right? But right. I'm glad that I could be there for you. And and also, also that you trust me enough, right, to communicate and reach out. So I did so, yeah, because I, really, I just I just felt like you were a listening ear. You know, mm-hmm. you you were you didn't judge. You didn't sit here and say, Well, why did you do that? Well, why did you do that? Or why did you do no? You you sat here and was like, Okay. Well, how is everything out there? And I told you, I was like, this shit is a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is a lot. I don't know. I'm scared. You feel me? Like, I'm in, I'm in, I, at the time I was in Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. Brooklyn has already got a million people in it. And I'm living right. in bad style in the hood. And I'm like, oh, my God. But, again, the more I got acclimated, the more I got used to it. And shout out to my girlfriend, too, because she's from the Bronx. So she she helped me kind of get integrated in the culture and the fabric of New York. You understand what I'm saying? And 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 once I kind of came into my own here, just still being me, I was like, oh, all right, we got this. I think after, I think going into this year, it was just like, all right, we, we, we can do New York now. You know, we, mm-hmm. can, we can do this now. So again, I just want to say thank you and thank you for coming on the show for real. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I said this immediately. Yes. So I said, I ain't going to Cameron, yeah, but I'll definitely be on it. <laughs> Yo, if y'all are watching this right now, listen, Jay hit me up, was like, is this going to be a video? Because, listen, uh, uh, I'm going to have to, you know, just put a, a nice picture up. and be, I was like, that's fine. You feel me? I don't, yep. ain't, ain't no thing to that. Yeah, this that was saying. If y'all want people to see your face, ain't nothing. Ain't, ain't, it's all love. It's all love and protection over here. So if anybody got something to say, y'all come see me. <laughs> you feel me um so going into the second question jay um what what i love to talk about with my black men when it comes to this podcast is we're in 2022 we're 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 experiencing a lot we see a lot but i do believe as a black community um we are kind of moving in a direction where we're doing better we're we want to do better we're 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 as as i've in past interviews, we've said like we're we're moving out of a survival mode and kind of into a thriving mode. So what I want to ask you is when it comes to these five areas of spiritual, mental, physical, 
um, emotional and financial. What do you see as a black woman? Um, how does those affect you as a black woman and in the totality of black women? And do is there is there more that you put into? Are you putting more into the physical and less into the emotional, or do we need to tap into all of those? What would be your 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 sentiment to that? Um. You should have sent me these questions before, so I would have had time. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna throw this heavy on me. Okay, so I think that I think that in general, mm-hmm. black women have always prioritized all of those things. Yes. yes. Um, and have been the ones prioritizing those elements. Right. Um, even when others weren't right, and we see that because it was all—it's like it's always grandma that you can go to, right? Right, right, right. Um, with anything, right? Whether right. somebody—if you're Christian—somebody to to pray with you, or whether you need some money to get out of a situation, right? So there's always been that, and I mean, honestly, part of it—it's a number of things because. I mean, black women experience not only racism from from white folks and from this country, but right. I mean also sexism and even from black men. So we've had to kind of we've had to protect ourselves in ways that I think other folks just haven't. Um, so and I and I think that those things were always passed down to us. Now I think they were passed down in different ways, mm-hmm. like. You know, my grandma, my grandma make sure I knew like you don't don't walk around broke, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. make sure you get some money in your pocket. I was in high school. She like, you got some money, you some money. You know, not that yeah, I need facts. to spend Make sure you got twenty dollars, right? Right. Um, that wasn't something my granddaddy ever taught me. Not not saying that it wasn't that he didn't believe it, but like my grandma saw it as a priority, right? But then at the same time. I think that there's definitely a difference in like the way we understand finances and spirituality in that, um, you know, just in general talks about like investing weren't as heavy with me as they were with like my male cousins. Right, 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 right. That type of thing. Um, but I think that that is all changing. And I think a big part of that reason that's been changing really is due to social media because I agree. You don't have to feel isolated and you can connect with people across the country, across the world in real time that you weren't able to connect with before. Right. right? Um, You can easily reach out to somebody and ask a question about, hey, what's this? I'm trying to learn this or whatever. Um, So I think that that's really helped. Right. Um, I like that uh, because when we talk, I think for me, um, finances was never really it wasn't really discussed heavily um, in a sense where, again, to your point, like, you know, your, your granddaddy, your grandma were, were talking to your male cousins about, you know, investing. I, we didn't even, it was just saving, saving, saving over here. Right. And it was just like, well, what's the next step kind of after saving, right? What, what do we do with the money in the bank after you save it you understand what i'm saying and how do we save? right i think i think for me it was always the 
save your money, save your money, save your money, save your money. I'm like, okay, 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 got you. All right, right. And I think that was a a thing where I had to learn, like, no, you don't need to save all of it because it's like you, you're going to have to spend it. You know, you have to you have to spend it. Now, you have to spend it in the wisest ways. But I think, to your point, I was never taught in a sense that say or as a community we were never really taught in a sense like yo you know you know you can invest in this but to your point also we're getting into a point and and social media you know has its flaws and its and its and its challenges but at the same token um you know the ability to really connect with one another on a level where hey this is an investment guru or this is a personal banker or you know, I know this person all the way from California who does investing, right? Who's legit, by the way, right? And, um, you know, we're getting more knowledge into that. Um, sidebar question. What do you think about the black, the strong black woman trope? Is that something that you deal with on a day-to-day basis? Um, so... I think that it goes two ways, mm-hmm. right? So one, it is a trope, but then at the on the other hand, it is a reality. Right. Right. In that, like you did have to be the strong black woman because you have to protect your family. Um, and you in many cases may have been the only one looking out for your family and looking right. out for your kids. And, right. Um, so I think that I think that it is real, but I think that it doesn't have to be everyone's reality Mm, talk about it so it's not my reality and i'm okay with that and by that i mean like i'm not a single parent right oh and and that's just that right like i'm not a single parent and i know people who are right and they had to stand up in ways that i don't have to stand up right um And the same thing, like, I plan to have a kid. Right. And, like, he was born, like, literally the exact day that we plan to have. Like, so, like, this was all very planned. Other people haven't had that, haven't had that, um, that opportunity to plan, right? Because mm-hmm. of whatever circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in, in, like, and even with that, like, I made sure that I had money, right, before I had a kid. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> Because, I mean, man, these kids are expensive. Woo! Um, I would say the other thing, too, is, like, even in my workplace, mm-hmm. I say what I need, what needs to be said. Yeah, and for me, you ain't never, you ain't never shot away from a topic. I know that for a fact. Yeah, but I think that that's another thing, too, is that people haven't had the opportunity or they don't have, I would even call it a privilege, right, to say what needs to be said and not necessarily worry about what other people go think. Right. I've positioned myself, you know, at my workplace to be not only a person of authority, but also a person that's respected. Um, and that takes time and other people just don't get that. Right. I mean, and I'm saying like, that's not because of anything on them. That's just because of the reality of the world in which, the world in which we live. Right. So, um, so I'm saying like, as far as like the strong black woman, that is not me. As far as like the stereotype, right? Right. I'm like always, and also I will say no. Mm. I don't feel compelled to help everybody, I, and that's real. Say that again, Jay. 
Yeah, no, I don't feel compelled to help everybody, not even family members. I'm like, oh man, sucks to be you. Ooh, like you, that. you dug this hole, go jump in it. Yeah. I didn't do this. Yeah. So, and I mean, and then I will say that it did take time for me to get to that point because that's not how I was raised. Right. And I, with watching my family and people around me, I'm like, oh no, y'all just cleaning up each other's messes exactly. without holding each other accountable. Right. That won't be me. So. I think that with that, you know, as far as like the strong black woman, it the stereotype is not me and it's not going to be me because um, it's just not. It's just not a way that I'm going to live. Right. Right. Um, As far as the realities of it for other people, though, I mean, it is real. And I think that I think that the strong black woman is kind of like is noble, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I feel like I feel like even with that is two ways. Like there is the the piece of it that's very noble, right? Where like no, I had again understanding that you experienced not only racism but sexism simultaneously, and then let's add we can add on other things like ability levels. Um, and that type of discrimination, homophobia, right? Like you could be experiencing a number of other things and you're still standing up, right? You're still showing up as your authentic self. Like that is dope. But then there are other people who I feel like believe in this to a point where they want to be more oppressed than they necessarily need to be Mm. just so they like i'm a strong black woman i mean and i'm just being real like i see this a lot of times um with like people with their kids and they're like their baby daddy and i'm like you know i i get if y'all have a bad relationship but if the dude is a good dude why can't he see his kids you know what i mean like you putting that pressure on you exactly because you trying to you know I take care of my kids. I'm like, I mean, do you? Ooh. Cause Ooh, don't get us canceled up in here. Come on now. I'm just saying like, sometimes people just cause more drama than what actually needs to be. And I'm right. like, that environment is also not good for the children. Right. So <laughs> I think Facts. that people, yeah, I think that it is noble. And I think that, um, I always applaud the people that, like I said, when if that is a reality, while acknowledging that that is not mine, um, and that I have tried really hard to make sure it's not my reality, mm-hmm. um, but you know sometimes things are just out of your control, and I think that's the case for a number of people who like have to lean to that strong black woman and who do it right, right. like they like no, I'm taking care of business even though nobody else wants to take care of me, right, right? like right. that. It's nothing but re- it's nothing but respect. But I mean, I think I can also recognize that that's not that's not every black woman, and and it doesn't have to be you if you have the different resources and um, opportunities. That like if you in that space, then like you don't have to make it your reality too. But some people just want to. I don't know. I don't know why people want want that type of stereotype. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in the stereotypical manner, too. Right, um, the, the negative part of that, right? Right, and I mean, even, like, the positive part, yeah. I'm just, like, it just bothers me because I think that, I think that, the, okay, the reason that it bothers me even from a positive end mm-hmm. is because the whole notion of it 
was out of negativity. Like it's because of sexism, it's because of racism, it's because of other forms of oppression. So that, so like, that's that, right? Like if it comes out of something that's negative, it's very difficult to reappropriate it when those negative things are still real and alive today. It would be different if it wasn't that case, right? Like, If we weren't dealing with sexism and racism, like, oh, strong black woman, like, yes, being like, you know, boss bay, whatever, right, however right, you want right, to put right, it. Right. But that's not necessarily the case. Right. You're right. <laughs> so that is facts. I like that. Um, because I think w- what a lot of my past guests have said is to your point, um, it's the two sides of the coin. Like, we and and even as black men let's just let's just keep this a being we have we keep the we keep our foot on our black women's necks that's that's and that in a sense is even disrespectful to the women that carry us cater for us and even i've said this before even if we do them wrong we do you guys wrong you are still looking to help us in the long run right in a sense, I mean, I mean that's one thing. Like, even if you look at black feminism, yeah, black feminism has always been about the full family, and that's it, right? <laughs> always right. Been about all black folks, right? right? But recognizing that, you know, we do experience that we do experience that sexism and patriarchy at the hands of black men in yes. a number of ways. And it's, I mean, honestly, I've never understood it, and it just seems to me like it is always the dudes who love their mamas. I don't trust no dude who be like, I love my mom. Like you probably <gasps> know no. how to treat women. <laughs> yes. now, I, I, now here's the thing. I will consider myself a mama's boy. I've always said it, but I, I hear you. And I, and I, and I definitely agree with you because I love my mama, but we've got into it a couple times. You know, we have like, we, we, we ain't, you know, my mom has become like my best friend in a sense now. You understand what I'm saying in a sense where we can just have open dialogue conversation and she gives me more advice than anything when it comes to just life. But that's the relationship that we built because she wanted to raise me, not how my grandmother raised her. She wanted us to have that open dialogue, not to baby me, not to do anything. No, you're going to be out here and you're going to learn. And and I'm grateful to that. Because I didn't want to be so attached to my mom at the hip to where if I go into my next relationship, I can't sit here and 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 just sit here and be a a, 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 a mama's boy in a sense to my to my woman and expecting her to just do this, do that. But that's the thing, though. But that's the thing is that. It is the case, and I, I said like dudes who love their mama. Not that I am talking about mama's boys, right? Not I hope people love the folks who raised them, right? right. Um, but you didn't want to be attached at the hip, and in many cases, I mean, who wouldn't love? Who wouldn't want that life of luxury where you ain't got to do nothing, right? And for you, you think that that's a reality, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, nah, that was just your mama coddling you. Right? It's not happen here right but a lot of people i mean folks that i've met haven't recognized that that is 
that you can't expect that in a relationship and at least have it be a happy relationship. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they, I mean, honestly, like, as, as far as I'm concerned, like, most of the dudes who I see talk trash about black women, most of the black dudes I see talk, talk trash about black women also are mama's boys. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Which I never understood how y'all do that. But they be like, and I talk trash about black women, only want to date white women. And I'm like, like who you like, but you ain't got to talk trash about us. But it's always a mama's boy. It don't make sense to me how y'all, how y'all get to that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of dudes just don't, mm-hmm. they want to be attached at the hip because being attached at the hip means less accountability. Right. And, and accountability hurts, right? Like accountability comfortable mm-hmm. it does and 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 to that point i i got triggered a little bit because all i thought about was the podcasters who were who 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 continue to disrespect my queens and it's and it's like to your point it's like yo y'all have black moms at home would you ever would you ever you have a black grandmother at home would you ever and if she heard what you said what would she do I always think about that, right? I'm like, what, what, what would your mother say? And I was raised by a single black woman, so my thing is, I, I have a, I have a unique perspective. Like I've always seen black women, black women as the. Don't beat me up, black men. But I always seen like black women as the head, because like my my mom was a single black woman. Not to say. A man can't be the head because I I know that's possible, and in, in in the structure of everything, the man is the head. But when you grow up and you see a woman pumping her gas, right, not seeing a man go out and pump her gas, so I'm doing that and making sure that I'm learning how to be a gentleman through my mom. It was like, oh. And y'all want to disrespect the women that, for me, it's to the simplicity of you're disrespecting the woman that gave you life. Period. Yeah, yeah, real simple. Real simple. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Um, So that's going into our third question. What do you think um, some of the generational patterns that we see um not generational curses because we don't, I, I, I had to switch that, that, that phrasing because Curses are a little bit, a little egregious in a way. And I wanted to kind of switch it up when it came to generational patterns. We had a, a black man win interview and he was like, well, we don't really talk about the generational blessings that come from the patterns that maybe we have grown out of, that we've learned to grow out of. So what would your answer be to some of those or what kind of generational patterns have you seen within our community? Um, patterns that we still have, or that right, we like, yeah, yeah. that some that we still have, or some <laughs> and, and some that you have seen personally that have kind of shifted in a positive way. Yeah, I mean, and I, yeah, I don't say generational curses either because I'm right. like, mm, it's, it's just you, it's just a learned behavior, exactly. like that's all that is. Right. I don't know how y'all are making that a curse. <laughs> um, so I think that, you know, one thing I think that I was just talking to somebody about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, I was talking to my students about this. And I know folks don't like they struggle believing it. 
But a lot of stuff that we see in the media is like U.S. individualism and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, man, mm-hmm. but for real, black folks ain't like that. Right. Like, we not. Right. That's that's not us. That may be mainstream white culture, but that ain't us. Right. Um, We go look out for each other. Right. Even in... Even today, you know what I mean? Um, And I think that that's one thing that has stuck and something that I've always appreciated Mm -hmm. um, in general. Excuse me, Mm -hmm. that I know that if I see, like I was in, I mean, this wasn't even in the U.S. I was in Paris. I don't speak a lick of French. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at the map, trying to see what street I'm on and stuff like that. There was a whole bunch of people walking by. I went to the black dude. Mm-hmm. And I was like pointing at the map. He took me right there. He's like, let's go. Went all through the subway station. Like, you know what I mean? Right, like, all right. right, right. Um, But I'm like, that is definitely, I think, a global thing. Obviously, you go have people who only out for themselves. But I think that culturally, that's not us. Right. Um, and I, let me tell you when I noticed this, I noticed this when we were in Ghana mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we had a diverse group of students. All of my students were black right. and a group of, a group, actually we were the only black students, except one girl was in, I think another program, but she just hung out with us the whole time. <laughs> she was like, y'all the cool kids, man. <laughs> right. Basically. So a group of students went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. There was some white women and then some black women. They all went to the bathroom together. Mm-hmm. Well, the white women used the bathroom and they left. And the black students, they all came back together and they were like, yeah, I just don't understand why they didn't wait for us at the bathroom. Like, we all went in there together. Right. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That's not their culture. Right? Like, that's our culture. Like, we look out for each other. Right, 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 right. It's your first day in a new country. You going to a bathroom together. I'm not just about to tell you to, you know, walk out on your own, figure it out. No, exactly. that's like that's not how we do. Exactly. Um, you know, if you see somebody, y'all know if y'all see something going on, somebody might pee. Like, I'm just making sure everybody all right. That's you it. know, like that, that's yeah. what we do. <laughs> we gonna mind our business, but we gonna make sure you good. Like we just like, I'm just gonna I'm just just make sure everything's so I think that that's something that oh, yeah, that's us and uh, and in the context of the U.S., mm-hmm. um, we get this, you know, this umbrella of American culture, and that's not us. Like, there's no one American culture, and Black Americans we have a number of cultures on our own, um, and that community is is one of the things that I think is embedded or threaded through all of all of our cultures, right? Right. Um, some of the things I would say that I think have maybe we maybe let go of, I would say is the, I would say, I would say is this idea, at least as far as black women is, con- is concerned, of inferiority. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that black women are inferior or have ever been inferior, but I am saying that I have seen in many cases um, where black women put their aspirations aside for a man that they were with, that they were like in a straight relationship um, or married to a man I've seen and without complaint, right? Right. Without a plan of we go focus on your goals for 10 years and then we go focus on my goals the next, like 
without any of that. Just like, nope, this is just what I'm going to subscribe to. Right. And I think that we've come to a place as far as dating and intimate relationships is concerned, where we are more open, where we are, um, where we are more open and where we, as a community, work together to achieve our goals together, right? right? Like if you're in a partnership, like, no, these are my goals. These are my goals. How can we get them together? You, you don't have to put yours, you know, to the sidelines. How can we work together right. to, to both achieve what we want to achieve? Right. I think that that's something that has been driven. And I, and I mean, and I know older folks who do, who like did that mm-hmm. And other older folks thought that they were wrong. They're like, I don't know how that relationship working. And I don't know. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And I hear, you know, just a generation older than us. Like, no, I need my wife home every night. But you're not home every night, But you're not home every night, playboy. I just, yeah. <laughs> it's the double standard for me, you know. Like, but we, in a, I think that we are in a place where we're like, these this is how our relationship will run. And it doesn't matter who likes it or who doesn't like right, it. Right. Um, and also, no, if you, you're not about to have me home every night when you're not home every night. Mm, so talk if you that. can go off. If you can go off for work for two weeks, I can also go off for work for two weeks. It's you can come visit, you know what I mean? But right. it's not, I'm not holding myself back anymore. And that's something that I really appreciate. Ooh. And I think that a big, I, and I think that that's something that, that's big. I can say that black women are doing, but I will also say that I think it's just a black thing. I think it's just a generational thing where we are just becoming more open. Yes. Um, and less tied to tradition. Yes. Can we drop so. a bomb for that one? Like, good lord. <laughs> Come on, Jay. See, this is why we're on the podcast. See, this I'm three for three out here with these in listen, I'm I'm hyped. I'm sorry. Because the amount of knowledge that I literally get from y'all is amazing. And the last part that you said about as just a community where we're, we're tapping into the thriving mode, right? Right, right, right. More into that. Like the whole, the, the general consensus that I've gotten over, just not with you, but overall since this, since me doing the black woman win series is that we are literally not just black women, black men, but as a community, we are moving from a place of survival to a place of thriving. And yes, sometimes we are bringing that some of those survival tactics with us because it is hard to it, it's still hard to 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 navigate and 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 try to adjust. But at the end of the day, we're doing it. Right? We're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the same thing like with the, like you said, the strong black woman. Right. That was more of a survival thing. And now we like, I don't, I don't have to do that. Right. No, like, I can go no. <laughs> I don't no, I don't have to take care of, you know, my uncles and aunties because right. no, 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 you grow, <laughs> get your life. No. So um, I think that it is that thriving. But with that, I think that we are realizing that how we thrive is based on us. You know what I mean? Like we can thrive in our own way and acknowledge it. Some people may want to be like stay at home parents. Some people may want to be corporate. Some people may want to do and we go support it all. 
Right. So you want to you want to be a sugar baby? I am supporting you, you in everything me. that you do. In right? Like we that are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's that's the part that I love. And I, I mean, honestly, I had to step away. Like I had to step away from church. I had to step away from religion in general. I had to step away from family mm-hmm. to be able to see the possibilities um, and not try to put a, a roadmap to it. And oh, that's, that's I think good. that that's something. Yeah, I think that that's something as a as a collective that we've been doing is seeing these possibilities, acknowledging them, and also saying like, even though that may not be my road to success, that may not be how I define success, but that's how you define success. And I'm happy for you, and I'm right. happy for that. So, yeah, I think you just went. I honestly just think you answered probably the fourth question, which was really like going into how we can how we can make or continuously help the generation behind us right again like we like i told you off can uh uh off mic we are now becoming the 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 parents the 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 mothers the fathers the um the godparents you know uncles aunties mentors now and you are a mother yourself right um and a mother of a black, beautiful black boy joy. You understand what I'm saying? The epitome of black boy joy. Like how, and 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 how can we as a community, especially particularly you as a black woman, when we talk about the generation that's now coming after us and the ones that will be seeing us in the next, you know, 20 to 30 years, particularly in the form for black women and those little girls who are looking up to um, such intelligence like yourself, how can, how can we continue to do better for them? I mean, I think that for me Mm -hmm. and my brother lives with me too. And he's 17 and he looked at me when he was an undergrad. Like you you saw campus. Yes. Like that was like I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was major to me. That 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 for me, when I seen that, it it no disrespect to anybody else, but for me it just it showed you on a whole different type of plane. You were on another level. You understand what I'm saying? You are you are feeding your brother in and and I'm not just talking about food, right? But you are right, 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 nourishing right. him. You understand what I'm saying? While you're also trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think as far as like the next generation, for me, it it was it's just that like I'm honest with him. Right. Uh, and honest in all the ways of, man, I don't know. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's it. I'm really just taking it day by day. And yeah. when I get an epiphany, I will let you know. But as of today, I'm just. I'm going um, with the flow. Going with the flow, right. and I don't know which direction we're even flowing. Right, <laughs> right. Like being honest with him, and because I mean, I know growing up, it was always you know that do as I say type thing, or don't ask questions. And I'm like, yeah. no, nah, how's I gonna understand? Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think being honest, but also, man, I'm very big on exposure. Yes. So. You know, my brother, like when he would be on campus with us at Grand Valley, he would he was he had no choice but to come to class. Yep, he had no choice. <laughs> he had no choice. He had a snow day. I'm like, man, I still got school, so come on, let's get on this bus. 
But um, besides that, like looking at like when I came to U of L, mm-hmm. he, I would take him to my like one of my friends, an engineer. We went to his lab, and I'm like, no, I just want you to. I don't know what he do, but here go a lab. Ask him questions about what it means to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. You know, expose him to other things. He uh, went to Puerto Rico with me because you don't you know you don't need a passport and he was only like 12 i think and i can't give him a passport like my mama has to do it so she got him a passport and i was like babe you got your passport we going to italy um now recognizing that i have the you know i'm in a place where i can do that type of thing right but even folks who can't travel like that and like travel is one of my things right that may not be somebody else's thing but maybe say Okay, we'll go to the children's museum or we go go here or we'll go to this watch this webinar together. Literally right, just right. exposing to see what the world has to offer. Because right. once you see how small you actually are in this world, the possibilities become endless. Yes, but if you think that, you know, but if you only stay in your own space, this is all this is your unit of measurement. Right. That's it, right? Like, imagine if I had never left Muskegon and Muskegon was my unit of measurement. That, yeah, no. (laughs) I'm very different from the way I was raised because I had to get out, but I had to get exposed to something else. So I just say, just let them them explore, expose the, you know, expose the kids to other forms of thought, other ways of living, Mm Um, and again, you don't even have to have money for real to be intentional about that. You can right. get a library card and like, we about to read this book together. Right. Right. Um, and just learn something together. So, I, you know, those are the types of things that I think helped me and I, I see it helping my brother. Right. Um, in so many ways he, hearing, he went to the, he went to the Capitol with a program that he a part of. And they went to the mm-hmm. Capitol and met legislators. Mm-hmm. And my brother was pretty quiet. He was raised, he was the first person to talk and ask about critical race theory. Wow. Like, I was shocked. I was shocked when I found out. I know your heart fluttered just a little bit. I know it did. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, that's not going <laughs> <laughs> But it's like that thing of like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't mm-hmm. even know how to formulate that question if he hadn't been exposed to other people. Exactly. And to other ways of thinking. Yeah. Yeah, so right. I think, and like I said, it can be free with a simple, you can get a library card for free. Then you don't even have to go to the library. You can get the app Libby and you type in your library card and you have uh, you on your phone, on your tablet, whatever, you have access to all of the digital, all of the digital um, material, right. whether it be all the books and everything. So it you don't even have to leave your home to be able to expose, expose, expose to to different things. Um, and then we got all these free webinars. We got, yeah. I mean, honestly, YouTube, like, I wonder what, how yeah. people live in this part of the world, right? Like, let's, let's go look. So I think that, and then also letting them express themselves without telling them, like, that's not going to work. If they got an idea, like, well, let's try it. Shoot, I don't know if it's going to work or not. Let's right. try it. Right. But even right. if you know it's not going to work, try it and find out because maybe they can find a solution to the problem of why it didn't work. Right. Right. Like, you got to give people the opportunity to try things, to fail on their own, because through failure, hopefully, is when we learn. Exactly. 
So that part. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I think we can do for the younger generation. Never damper their spirits and just try to get them to see to see more. Right. And, they, you know, somebody may say, OK, yep, I've been exposed to all this and this is what I want to do. Like, I don't want to leave Muskegon. Cool. Right. At least you know that Muskegon, not the only city in the state right. of Michigan. Right. Right. Um, so that's yeah, that's kind of what I think that we could do. I love that. That 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 is an amazing answer. I don't even got nothing to say to that because that that's that's a, that's that's facts i think exposure i think and and to your point and i agree 150 percent. the more i got exposed to different environments um the more it it allowed my my mind to wonder and ask more questions and get more involved in things and want to branch out with different things i know when i moved here to new york oh the exposure was real you know it was exposure everywhere and i and, and i just it's overwhelming at times, sometimes, but at the end of the day, it 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 is it is gratifying and it and it feels amazing. So, going into the last question, what does Black Women Win mean to you? When you hear the phrase, how does that resonate with you in your spirit? Um, when I hear Black Women Win, I just see Black women being. That's it. Being, this being is- exactly who they want to be, being where they want to be, yes. being how they want to be. That's it, right? Yes. No limits. Like I said, if you, however, whatever lifestyle you want to live, live that. Yes. Proudly, um, and like I'm gonna support you. I would say that as far as, as far as like who go cheer you on. I mean, it's all it's always gonna be a black woman there to cheer you on. And like no matter it what it is, and it's always gonna be a black woman to cheer you on. Yes. And um, and I think that that's when I see when I think of black women when I think of black women simply being being their authentic selves, being their truths, living in their truths. Um, and I and I think that that we can see more of that when we. Um, as we continue to support each other, one another collectively, yes. right, as black folks and and be unapologetic in that support, too. Yes. Right. Like you ain't got to worry about somebody judging you because like this is just where we are. This is just where we are right, right now. And I love it. I love it. That That's that's the perfect answer. Right. Like. Black women's support is. And I've I. I can, I've experienced it firsthand. I continue to, you feel me? And I've, and I will continuously mm-hmm. say, um, black women have been in my corner forever since I've been born. You understand what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 and not just from my mom, but from you, from others, from my, 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 my home girls, you feel what I'm saying? Like, the amount of unconditional love that you guys give, and again, going back to my point, even when we as black men continuously step on your necks and just not sometimes being as what you need us to be, the fact that you continuously show us unconditional love, I will always find myself trying to do better for the black woman that's just me can't speak for nobody else but that's just me in every facet you understand what i'm saying so 
the black woman just being, being authentic, being her authentic self, that allows us, even if it takes us a while, to really tap in to the feminine energy um, within us and really, um, really appreciate the black woman. You can't thank you so much. Do you hear me? Oh, yeah, no problem. My goodness. <laughs> can, we, can we just give a hat up one more time? One more time. Because, you can, listen, I'm three for three. I'm three for three already, okay, with these. And these interviews have been lit. Jakia, do you want people to know where to follow you if they want to connect with you? Oh, um, I'm on Twitter, but I don't even remember my Twitter handle. I'm never actually on there. <laughs> like, never. Um I'm on LinkedIn. Okay. Jakia Marie, comma yeah. PhD. I'm on well my Instagram is private, but you can you can try. It's um at underscore young underscore scholar. Um You can't try though. You, you can try. I mean you can try, but I might just look at it. It might sit yeah. there for a few months. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> my Instagram is hilarious. And I can't be having people. Right. Period. Uh, yeah, I mean, I be I I go on Instagram honestly just to make myself laugh. Yeah. And uh, in that, other people are like, I only come to Instagram for your story. Like it keeps me, and I'm like, no. I it keeps me too. So <laughs> for real, because your stories be having me on the floor. <laughs> yes. I be like, where is she getting these videos from, bro? I swear. <laughs> <laughs> And what's funny is like folks assume me a mean like I figured you would appreciate this. I'm I like, yes, I do it all the time, bro. I do it all the time. I do it all every time I see something that it just speaks. Jakia would love this. Do you hear me? Yes. And I just tag her in the comments or I tag her if I'm sharing it because I know it's just like yo, she comes with the funny. You understand what I'm saying? And in a world where it's just so much negativity, it is amazing to have people like Jakia just come with the positive all the time. You feel what I'm saying? Just like a laugh just to get you either out of your funk or whatever you're going through. I'm telling you, if you follow Jakia on any of her social media platforms, Instagram or Facebook, if you are in a bad mood, I'm telling you, go to a Jakia status. Go to her story on Instagram, and I'm I guarantee you 100 percent your day will be made. Period. Oh yeah, I'm gonna say something ignorant. Now I might then I might come afterwards and mad, but something ignorant will be said. So I uh I just love it. I love it. Um, but that's also why I keep it private because uh yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but yeah. Right. right, but those my social media. Like I said, I don't even. I, I don't. Even, I think I made like one tweet. I go on there every now and again, but mm-hmm. I don't actually engage with the platform much. Right. Um, and I think the part of it is just because, like you said, social media can be very overwhelming, yeah. and in such a dark world, it can just be negative, negative, negative. And I'm like, I don't. That's not what I'm trying to get right now. Right. So. Well, if y'all really want to connect with, with my homegirl Jakia, with my mentor, y'all can y'all can connect with her on LinkedIn. You feel what I'm saying? Go go ahead and I'll I'll place her LinkedIn in the description box when the episode drops and everything. And uh, again, Jakia, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. 
no problem we appreciate you and i want to thank everybody for listening and watching uh this amazing interview please 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 subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast we're on youtube apple music pandora uh, amazon music uh we're everywhere that you can listen and watch podcasts we are um our black women win merch is officially out for the month of March. So you can, that is exclusive for the month of March. Um, so go tap into that. You can get 25% off using our promo code THC fam. That is THC fam. We'll have everything in the description box when we drop this episode. All right. Again, Jakia, thank you so much. This has been another one. <laughs> and we are out of here. Peace, love and hair grease. <laughs>